Welcome back to We ID Under 30. I'm your host, Annie Baker. I'm a 20-something millennial woman who's seeking to understand what my peers are doing in order to get through this young time in our lives. On this podcast, it's a no-judgment zone. We like to chat, we like to connect, enjoy, and oftentimes dabble in wine. So let's get into it. Okay, everybody, welcome back to episode two of season two of We ID Under under 30. Off to a great start. My name is Annie Baker. Welcome back. I missed last Thursday. Shocker. Guess what? I am working on it. So a couple few things before we get into today's topic. Again, it's 7.15 in the morning. I'm doing a quick podcast. I started with coffee this time. Don't worry. Um, Housekeeping things. One, Go follow We ID Under 30 on Instagram. You can literally type in We ID Under 30. And if you're looking for the exact username, just put an underscore between each word. So We underscore ID underscore 30. Wait, under <laughs> underscore 30. Missed that one. Um, but if you are interested in staying up to date with all of the latest podcasty things, that's the place to go. However, I will say that I am going to continue doing some polls and stuff on my normal Instagram as well, which is uh, Annie Bell 11. That's my name. Okay, that's one. Two, a second housekeeping thing to cover today. I am going to create a content calendar for the year 2019 for this podcast. Probably not everything will be filled in, obviously, but I'm just realizing as I move forward, it is way too stressful to try to figure this out the week of, especially when crazy weeks like last week come up, which, you know, no excuses, but it was my birthday. Um, And it's not that I didn't want a podcast. I just truly was, you know, like, oh my God, what if I did it this week? What would I even talk about? I don't even know. Blah, 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 blah. So long story short, content calendar coming, which means I want your help and your ideas. I have a lot, honestly, to kind of kick it off, but certainly not once a week. Uh, I think that's about 54 weeks of ideas. I'm not sure I have that um, right off the bat. So help me with what you would love to do and you know whether or not it be something that we've already done here, if it's something you've you know wanted to hear for a long time, certain people you'd love to have on the podcast, maybe it's you on the podcast, let me know because I would absolutely love to host you, love to do those podcasts, and I want to please the, the people. Um, that's my job here as not only to enjoy this myself, but to have listeners enjoy it too. So all of that being said, that's a little bit of housekeeping for the start of our episode. This episode, though, I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on holiday survival and what that all means and why that is such a hot topic in today's world. I feel like every single where I turn, I see an article, how to survive the holidays, how to maintain your sanity during the holidays, what to do with the holidays. And I'm kind of at this point where it's like, are we just making this a way bigger deal than it actually really is? That's really what my question is going to boil down to today. So I have uh, I've done a little bit of research into some of those strategies, and then I'm going to deep dive into them. So here we go. So I'm going to go into not only the kind of holiday season, like Hanukkah, Christmas, but then also the New Year season, because New Year's to me, I have a very strong opinion about, and um, 
you know, we can get into that in a little bit. So I did my research, like I said, and I actually found some really good quality um, articles about how to survive the holidays. However, I want to I want to reiterate and I want to understand from all of you, what are your thoughts about it? Are people being over the top and are we just making it harder for ourselves? Are these articles about how to survive the holidays, how to do all of these things, are they actually just making it harder and worse for us because it's adding pressure? Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, would there be this pressure unless there was an article asking me to look at the pressure? Does that make sense? Sometimes I just think we're really adding it for ourselves. We're really putting it on ourselves to to be more stressed out and to put more pressure on us. There's a few things I do think that put more pressure on us. I think definitely people bragging on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, Facebook definitely for more of like my parents' age because they see, oh my God, I saw everybody together all at the dinner table and I think they probably had the best time. And maybe, and that's still that comparison part of it. Um, And I think for me, sometimes it's like, yeah, but did they really, you know, I'm kind of already that place of like, I try not to compare from social media, but then you see your friends with all your, you know, all of their family and how cute they all look in a, you know, matching sweater or something. And you're like, dang, it does look like they're having a lot of fun. So I think comparing on social media is one of the things that is huge about making us feel like we are not having as good of a time. I also think... Comparing our experience from childhood can really make us feel like we aren't having as good of a time as we used to. And there's definitely that shift for me, I will say. I think moving from that childhood era into the adult era in some ways hasn't changed for me because I still do it with my family. I still do it at my you know same home. My parents haven't moved. Um, some of our traditions have obviously changed because we've grown up and time has gone on and we can't, you know leave cookies out for Santa anymore. And that's just how it is. Um, but I will say that I do feel very, um, like there's been times in in the past few years where I felt very passionately, like this isn't how it used to be. And I think in college, we barely got, I personally felt like I barely got to celebrate the holidays. It's it's right at finals. You're working towards a goal. And that goal for us at the University of Minnesota ended like r- almost on Christmas Eve some years, like December 23rd, we would be done with finals. Um, and then really it's the two weeks leading up because some of your professors will push it the week before finals. Some of them will have the finals final time and that's it. And so that was always a really hard time to celebrate. I felt like in high school, you're kind of at an awkward age no matter what. Now, I think what's really interesting to point out for this too is the difference between girls and boys growing up. Now, I will say when I grew up, um, I loved girly, girly, girly things. Who, who am I getting when I grew up? I still love girly things. I'm a girly girl, always will be. It's just kind of how it is. But when I was growing up, by the time I was about 9, 10, 11, for me, I wasn't getting toys anymore. I wasn't getting Barbies. I wasn't getting dolls. I wasn't getting Hot Wheels. I wasn't getting, you know, any toy, let's say. Whereas my brother still was. He had a video game system. I think he had the GameCube. We did have the GameCube for sure. That was the best Christmas when we got that. It was Jack's present, but I loved that thing. Um and but like he could still have like that time where you open up your presents and then you you start playing 
You know, you like you wake up and you start playing with your toys. That to me ended when I was pretty young because I didn't have toys anymore that were necessarily like for my age. And that kind of goes more into like the 12, 13, 14 years for me too. And then especially after that, like maybe my brother would get a video game, but you know, not necessarily the main presence. Whereas now our main present is sometimes like, okay, we'll help you pay to get to, you know, our spring break trip this year or this year, I think, um, I already know one of my gifts cause it's an Instapot and I sent the link to my mom this year. So the years are really changed, have changed so much. And then I think especially that age when you started to not get toys anymore, it's like, Oh, I'm getting functional things. And when socks became the present that you were looking forward to, I was like, Holy shit, we're, we're really getting old here. Um, and then, you know, the whole thing just, in general, I think the Christmas time really ebbs and flows. I think in college, I I never felt like I was really having a, a holiday experience. Now as an adult, I've really been like, oh my gosh, I can celebrate the holidays and I can decorate my apartment. And let me tell you really quick about the decorations in my apartment on that note. Um, I bought these beautiful boughs of um, – you know, like pine tree, basically just because I didn't want a full-size tree and I didn't really want to pay for the, um, what's it called? The fake tree. And let me tell you, I'm going to pay for the fake tree because what happened was I got all these beautiful boughs. I put them in a pot of dirt. I decorated it. I put a star on top of it. I put lights on it. And then with all the extra boughs that I had, I tied them to this fishing line, hung them from this like cool branch that I found outside and I put like uh, glitter on the branch. So it was like a really festive looking home, right? And as I'm sit like as days go by, and this is totally something to be fair that I should have 100% thought about and I didn't, but I can literally hear things like trickling. And I'm like, what is that trickling noise? Like, what is that? What is that noise? And I'm like figuring as I'm going, I'm like, oh my God, I think it's, it's the needles. But that took me like several days to figure out like what was going on. And this was also not like the second I put it up. It was like a few days after I started hearing this trickling noise. I was like, what is that trickling noise? I don't know. So I go over and I look at this like beautiful, you know, like branch with the boughs hanging from it. And I look over and it's kind of like dark in this corner of my apartment. And I turn the light on and I cannot even see the carpet. It is completely filled with pine needles to the point of like, I can't even vacuum up that many. I had to start collecting it with my hands. And then I went back over to my Christmas tree that I had put together. And the same thing was happening over there. So the unfortunate part of all of this is that it looked very, 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 very beautiful in my apartment um, until I had to literally take all of it out, take pine needles, piles and piles and piles. Like it filled like an like a you know, like one of those ice cream buckets, like of the gallon. It probably filled half of one of those of just pine needles from my floor. And then I vacuumed up the rest of them. And then I had to put all of these branches on my balcony. I haven't even – I took all of the ornaments off. I took everything off of it. But I truly had the biggest mess ever on these freaking 
Christmas decorations and all I wanted was a festive apartment. And now I have like a tiny little one of those like kid trees that I had when I was a kid. I have a couple of stockings hung up and um, my work gave me a poinsettia. So that's it. Um, It used to be very festive in here. So maybe if I would have had my decorations last, I would have felt more festive. I don't know. I just I think it, that as we grow up, the way that we feel festive changes. Also, um, this really has dealt away from the original topic of like, do we need to survive the holidays? Um, and so I think, let me just go back to that really quick. I do think that there is a a reason of yes, let's let's keep in mind our you know our sanity, our stress levels, because it is stressful and it is a lot of money. Let's be real. I mean, the holiday season is not inexpensive for anybody or most people. Um, And so I do think that there's a lot to be said for that. And I know not not every family's, you know, not all families want to get together all the time and be together all the time. And that's totally fair too. I'm very lucky I have a family that we love to spend time together with. And we have some really fun traditions that obviously have changed throughout the years, but are, you know, fairly fun and we get to do them. But long story short, um, I do think that there is a right and a wrong way of like, Yes, we need to survive the holidays. Yes, we need to think about our our stress and our busyness and reminding ourselves to be thankful for this, you know, this time of year and being around family. But I also am at that point where it's like the more we talk about these stress levels sometimes, it makes me feel more stressed. Um, but here is a few of the articles that I have found. One of them is actually um really good, I thought. And it is the um, Psychology Today article, which if you listen to my previous podcast, you'll know I'm a fan of this particular website. Um, But there are 10 tips for surviving. And I think these are actually good ones. Number one, keep a regular routine, which I'm not really sure sometimes why you wouldn't. Maybe if people are coming into town, you wouldn't. I'm not, I don't know. Um, Think moderation. I think that's easy for all of us to think, Um, harder for us to do when there are sweets everywhere, probably a lot more alcohol going around. But honestly, as long as we're being responsible, enjoy. But okay, moderation. Um, Be realistic and try not to expect the ideal holiday. I think that also really plays into that social media bit, but also like that's a really great thing to think about, especially when we think about how our, our holidays were as kids and now they're not the same. Staying connected, and this one kind of is just saying, you know, like stay connected to the people that value you. Sometimes it's not always your family, but hopefully some of your family is not, you know, bad. Um, throw guilt out the window. That's a really interesting one, I think. So try not to overanalyze your interactions with others and give yourself a break during the holiday season. There's a lot of pressure. So there's also a lot of pressure, it says, on yourself to be happy to rejoice and even to enjoy the holidays. So sometimes you just can't. And if you don't want to, you know, it happens. Um, Don't be alone if you don't want to be. I think that's really important. Reach out to someone if you're feeling lonely this time of year. There's a lot of things that, you know, people can participate in and a lot of fun things to go do together. Focus on today and not yesterday. So this one's really interesting. Again, kind of about that piece of um, this one even says, when you find yourself reverting to old childhood patterns with family members, try to walk away for a minute. I think that's really, 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 really interesting. Even in my own house, we see that kind of pattern. Sometimes I think like the four of us, not even in a bad way, just like the four of us, me, my dad, my 
my mom and my brother will all kind of end up doing the exact same things that we did for like the last 20 years. <laughs> um, just say no. It's okay to say no sometimes um, to invitations, to other people asking for favors. Remember, this is your holiday too. I think that's interesting. Ask for help. I think this is especially big with people and families and who have kids, young kids, little kids. They've got work parties and play dates and all these things. And then plus kids, it just, it sounds like a lot. And then be good to yourself, I think is a great one to remember. Of course, I am always going to be that person who's like, take care of yourself, do what you need to do and uh, make yourself happy too. Because again, it is your holiday. So I thought actually that particular um, one was really, that article was really good. But then there's a lot of other ones like on bustle and um, how stuff works and survive. There's this one is survive the holidays.com, um, which is just fascinating to me. So the holidays are always treacherous and hilarious in equal measure. Unfortunately, your friends at Blender have created a survival guides so you can diffuse those awkward situations and stay off Santa's naughty list. So read up, stay vigilant. Okay, I'm gonna hit start surviving. I have no idea this is where this is gonna bring me. Oh my gosh, this is funny, you guys. There's surviving the world's worst gift out of office and off the grid, getting in those holiday Z's, um, the wine label switcheroo, <laughs> the jingle bells, head rag, grown up classic holiday drinks. Okay, wait, on, honestly, this is actually pretty good. Um, I might need to, I actually have not delved into this. Um, the successful secret Santa. Um, I might recommend this to everybody. Let's see. So surviving the perfect secret Santa. Ooh. Okay. If you guys want something that's pretty interesting to look at, this survivetheholidays.com is actually pretty good. I'm totally contradicting myself in this entire podcast. I'm saying like, oh, these are so silly, but I'm actually finding really useful things here. So take my word here as like, as a grain of salt. Oh boy, that's so funny. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to get back to, I just hope that everybody is surviving the holiday season. If you do need some tips and pointers, it looks like there's actually a lot of good things out there, but also don't let these like, maybe we don't actually need to feel pressure. Sometimes there's going to be pressure no matter what, but if you're just enjoying your holidays, I hope no one is making you feel pressured and I hope you're not putting pressure on yourself. And I hope that these uh, like constant reminders of all the holiday pressures aren't pressuring you also, if that makes sense. So with that being said, I'm going to actually transition into New Year's because if anybody who's listening knows this, knows me, you know, who's listening to this knows me fairly well, you'll probably know that I'm not a big New Year's fan. I'm not a big fan of New Year's for a few reasons. Number one, I think it is the most overrated holiday known to man. And I mean this with all my best intentions. If people love this holiday and love that, you know, idea, I, I love the idea of a fresh start. I love the idea of flipping a mindset. And I do think that new year's resolutions can actually work. And actually at the end, like before I finish up this podcast, I do want to kind of go through some new year's goals, what mine were last year, what mine were this year, what I'm thinking are going to be mine this year. And then I really want to open up the conversation about what are you guys doing for New Year's and what are you doing for your New Year's resolutions. But on the actual day of New Year's, I just 
think that there is so much talk about pressure. This is where my pressure comes in. I'm way less stressed out by gift giving and holiday parties than I am about this one day because I think the pressure and the whole idea of this day needing to be this big party with all your friends or even just like this this great time where everyone comes together and the new year comes. And I just think that there's so much expectation around this day where we, okay, we're all going to go to this one place and then we're all going to go over here and then we're going to celebrate the new year at this place. And then afterwards we're going to party until we die. And then we're going to wake up the next day and it's going to be amazing. And I have to say like, this to me is really not how I, 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 I'm almost just like, I can't even begin to tell you how much I dislike it. (laughs) So I have had in my lifetime several okay New Year's. I've had one great New Year's and actually I was traveling with Eric, which is my boyfriend for those of you who don't know. um, And we were um, traveling in Austin and we were at this excellent live music bar and it was so much fun. Um, and you did have to pay like, I think it was maybe $80 to get in. And that was for food, a champagne toast and for live music until like one in the morning. And then we were able to hang out there. We met great people randomly out of nowhere. Some of Eric's friends came and hung out with us too, which is so funny because like they weren't even supposed to be in Austin, but then they were there. They were from Minnesota too. Um, hold on. I'm gonna take a coffee sip. Anyway, and we just had like that was like a great, we had something to do, we had people to talk to, we had it was just a ton of fun, I have to be really honest. And we even like missed the new year by like five minutes, but no one even knew because we were all just having a good time listening to music, hanging out, and then like it was like 12 or 5, and they're like, oops, we missed New Year. And then they like dropped some balloons. But it was just so much fun. Now the rest of them, every other single New Year's Eve has been honestly not ideal. Last year, I told Eric, I was like, I'm sure you want to go see people and I'm sure you want to do something. Feel free to, but I will absolutely not be doing anything. I will be sitting on the couch. I will be in my pajamas. I will, I just, I don't want to deal with A, the prices of Ubers. I don't want to deal with parking. I don't want to deal with the cost of getting in places on tonight. I don't want to deal with the crowds. I don't want to deal with the pressure to be around people. I don't want to like, I just don't want to deal with it. And it sounds so curmudgeon I know it does. I just can't get myself to enjoy it. And I so desperately wish that I could. Um, or even just having a group of friends who would plan something like out in advance. And I think that's the other problem is none of my people have been planning this and I haven't been planning this. So all of a sudden it's after Christmas and no one has plans. And then there's the pressure for the scramble. And then you're paying $100 to get into a bar to have one glass of champagne at midnight. You have to pay for the rest of your drinks or the rest of your food. And I just am so negative about it. I'm so negative. I could spiral in this forever. So here's what I'm asking for. And like truly to my core, I need to understand what do you do for New Year's Is it lame as shit to stay in? Because that's always my first. I'm like, go to, let's either have a plan, like going to a live music bar and staying there, or let's just stay in. Because I'm not going to be driving around. I'm not going to pay for multiple, triple inflated Ubers. I'm just not. And I think I'm being 
a little extra about it, feel free to let me know. I'm sure some of you will. Um, but also just let me know what your thoughts are on the whole day. I think the days are – I just think it's the craziest, craziest holiday. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. Um Moving on to something I actually do like about the new year, which I do think it's kind of a nice time, although silly. And I I know at any point in our lives, we can stop and say, nope, I'm, I'm restarting. I'm, I'm putting together goals. I'm putting together these ideas. Um, but I do kind of like how new year's allows us to have a very like stable, consistent time at the same time every year to go back and say, okay, what do I want to do? What have I accomplished, etc.? So I have always been a kind of a goal type person um, where I set the goal. And obviously, goals transition. Life changes. So I think what I've learned for sure is that within a year, life can completely go 180. Um, and I think I've learned that especially after college. It's just been like I had absolutely no expectation of this. If you would have told me this one year ago, I would have laughed in your face. Um, Those kinds of scenarios have happened plenty. Um, However, I have grabbed my old bullet journal. And if anyone's wondering about my bullet journal, you can listen to episode one of this season. Yeah. But my first, my bullet journal from last year, um, I wrote down my, or I guess this isn't, it's of this year, but it's the first half of this year. So each of my bullet journals kind of go for the first half and the second half of the year. Anyway, I had a very distinct word for 2018, and that was intention. I wanted to just live my life with intention, the best of my ability, um, to try and really enjoy those days. Sorry, you can hear these pages flipping, but I know I had a goal page. I just can't find it now. Bummer. Um, what the heck? Um. I thought I had a really nice goal page. I don't know where it is. That's crazy. What? I think I'm losing my mind. Um, I know I did. Meh. Maybe it's in my new bullet journal. How is this as a podcast? Was this fun to listen to? Well, anyway, while I talk about it, um, I will mention that I, or I'll, I will go through kind of my specific ones that I do remember. Oh my gosh. I, I'm pausing. Hold on. Okay. Good news. I found it. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. So in 2018, I had a list of several goals and I am going to share them with you. And it's kind of weird. Goals seem really personal all of a sudden. Um, anyway, so my first one was to save money and earn my own apartment. So basically saving my money, living at my parents' house, which I did for almost the first full half of 2018. And I really, really, I wanted my my own apartment desperately. So that was really exciting. And that one I I can say I accomplished. I am now in my own apartment um, and I'm obsessed with it like a level of obsession, it's probably not healthy. Um, Number two was to count my blessings and slow down. I do in life have a tendency not to do that. And I would say I've done a pretty good job of that. I I would, I would. Um, Stay active, which is so funny. I, when I I remember writing this one down and being like, I think this has been on my list 
forever and I've never done it. But funny enough, I did kind of do it this year. I was able to actually stay a little bit more active, but only pretty much strictly with yoga um, and biking though, because I got a bike in my new apartment. So I would say that my act, my, my, my lifestyle has become more active and I'm, I'm really pleased about it. It's just shocking to me. It's actually shocking. And then prioritizing my health. I do feel like I was able to do that one too. Actually, I had a, a chunk of time in 2017 where I was not under any health insurance. And so, um, come when I got my job in October, 2017, I was very, I knew that I really, really needed to get on top of doctor's appointments. There were certain things that I had to get done, certain things that were just really important. (laughs) Um, And so I finally did that too. So that was actually really nice. I'm happy I did that. Um, Be a better daughter, sister, and friend. I think this is always going to be on my list. Um, And I think in many ways I would say I did not meet that goal. Um, But I think – I've been really working on that this year of just how do I make sure that I'm, I am the best version of me for my people. Um, and some of that just comes with time management too. So anyway, um, make my mornings count. That's another one that I truly feel like I still have a lot of work to go do, um, on, but here, Hey, here I am. It's it's a morning and I am podcasting. That's a new thing. That's great. Get quality sufficient sleep. No, I did not do this this year. I have not been a very good sleeper. I do not get to bed on time and I do not prioritize my sleep. That will be in my 2019 goals as well. Um, intention was a big one here where I just really wanted to say, okay, you know, I know that there are going to be times where I feel lonely and sad, but how do I make those times count and make it an intentionally fun or relaxing or, um, you know, alone time. That's okay. So that, that was a really good one. I feel like I've really done a lot of work on that. And I think that, that, that one went well, um, established myself in my role at work was a big one for me. I had just started my job basically when I made these goals, I was only two months into it. And I think I've done a decent job of this and I want to continue with it for sure. Um, you know, a, only a year in, I can't say that I feel like I'm I'm super established, but I do feel like I've gained a little bit of respect at work for my people and, and um, such like that. And then my other one, my last one was actually to continue to grow my relationship with Eric. Um, I think at the time we had just found out that we were going to be long distance for a bit longer than maybe initially we thought. Uh, put that away. Um and I think that was a really big one too. And I think we've accomplished that. And um, I would even say that it was kind of the beginning of 2018 where I started to maybe even just come to terms that we were going to be long distance. Um, and again, that is a, um, you know, a really interesting, it was just an interesting time because a year now, I mean, a, a year later where I'm in my own apartment, he's in his own apartment, we're really kind of a little bit more in the swing of things. And, and, um, that just takes, it takes time to kind of get to that place. So anyways, those were my 2018 goals. And I do love those goals. I actually think that, that they were really pertinent to, to my year. And that's maybe the first time that I really felt like, wow, I, I managed to maintain goals and do them and do them well. So yay. Um, First of all, what goals did you guys have? What were your what was on your list? What 
do you think worked and what didn't? And are you even a goal-driven person? Or is it something that you do? Or I, I don't even necessarily like to call them resolutions because I think I don't know. I, I am always going to have work to do. I'm never. They're never going to be resolved, if that makes sense. Like staying active, like that's never resolved. I'm never going to be done. Like, okay, I was active for 2018. Done. Track. So it's more just like what do I want to incorporate in my life and what do I want to maybe not incorporate in my life anymore and and move, move that direction. Um, but yeah, I think this year I definitely want to prioritize my sleep. I think that one will carry over. Um, and then in terms of the rest of them, I think I just am trying to, I think I'm going to maintain it like all of these practices in 2018 that I really have been working on, such as, you know, taking time for myself, more time management. I'm going to continue going to, you know, my therapy sessions and working on myself. But now I kind of want 2019 to be that time where it's like, okay, now I've done some work on myself. I'm going to keep that up. But where do I utilize it? Like how how can I bring that more to the world? And I think one of my biggest goals for 2019 really is going to be this podcast. I've been absolutely loving to do it, and it's been a really big learning curve to to learn how to get on on a platform, how to do a solo podcast. Now the first two podcasts of the season are solo, which is crazy, um, and really just kind of how do I maintain a you know a very steady calendar. So again, that content calendar coming. I'm very excited to work on that. Um, and how do I connect more with people? Because again, that's really what I want this podcast to be is just a fun connection for people. Um, and so really, I think this podcast is uh, an action item of a goal, which is to um, connect with more people, enjoy spending more time with more people, and um, and finding out my ways of of maybe utilizing this podcast for a better reason, for a bigger reason. So let's all work on that together if you don't mind. If you have any ideas, let me know. And I'm just going to kind of, you know, I'm going to have to solidify that thought a little bit more. But anyway, that's definitely going to be on my goals. Continuing my activity, I really kind of want to delve more into my yoga stuff. I think that's going to be on there. I might try doing the MS-150 come July or June this year, which is where you bike 150 miles. So that might be on my goals. <laughs> um, continuing my relationships, um, especially with, you know, Eric and my family and our friends, that's going to be a big one on my list. So we'll see what I end up doing and maybe I'll follow back up if that's something you guys are interested in. Um, and I think for now, you guys, that might've been everything on my list. As a quick recap, don't let people pressure you this holiday season. Don't let you pressure you this holiday season. Um, go to um, survivetheholidays.com if you want kind of uh, a good chuckle. I'm happy I found that right in the middle of this podcast. Um, let me know what your holiday or your New Year's Eve plans are or have been in the past and how you may managed all of that in, and how you like to celebrate that day um, because that is still a total conundrum and, a, and it's just a soft spot for or a, a, what do you call that? Like a, a weak point for me. I just can't handle that holiday at all. So let me know how you handle that. 
Um, let me know what your goals are and if it's something you'd like to know what my goals end up being. And I think for these first few podcasts that I have some guests coming in January, I'm definitely going to have that be one of our topics. I want to kind of know what people want to do for 2019 and I want some inspiration too. And let's all inspire each other. Why not? Um, and last but not least, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year to anybody who celebrates anything. I am celebrating with you. Um, if you don't celebrate any of them, then I hope you have a wonderful time here with you know your people. And thank you for listening to this episode. I realized it was kind of disjointed. I had to pause a couple times. I had to get coffee. I had to find my goals. But I really hope that everyone enjoyed this episode. I know I actually really enjoyed it. It's been kind of nice to air out these thoughts that I've had for a long time. Um, And without further ado, happy holidays. I hope everyone's having an excellent day. Goodbye.